Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. 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 Good morning, everybody. Today is Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. I'm your host, Efren Jr., and today is day 44 of our 100 piece challenge. 12, 22, 22. Almost Christmas. If you celebrate that, it's still almost Christmas, even if you don't. That's just facts. I'm just speaking the truth. When are we going to get the goddamn Midwinter Graces songs? No, instead we get Losing My Religion. A song that reminds us that we've let ourselves go. A song that reminds us that we have hit the end of our rope with a crush or that we've had an unrequited love in our past that really brought us to our knees and I don't know if I can do it. Name another time, God wait, name another time that Tori Amos was this raw on stage other than when she performed Losing My Religion in 1996. Those 96 performances, she was working through something and God bless, it's her music was there for her as it's always been there for us. So yes, she was working through something and if you go back to the VH1 performance, which I had not seen in quite honestly a very like a couple years since we did that episode probably and I was really surprised I was surprised at how raw how emotionally vulnerable she was on television because it's very that's a rare treat you know it was 96 98 where she would get like would allow herself to be just like head shaky eyes rolly backy in the head everything it's everything that performance has it all it's got the skin type bodysuit it's got everything so go check it out if you haven't seen it in a while, Losing My Religion. But it's a good, I guess, if we're going to try to figure out what this means in our challenge, that we end the year, we only have one more day left. And I swear to God, if we don't pull pink and glitter, this bag hates Christmas. We have one day left, and we're looking back at the rest of the year, like the, the year that's passed, looking back at maybe the not-so-great moments in our year, the things that we did that weren't so good, the times we were brought to our knees or we allowed ourselves to be taken down to our knees for whatever reason, whatever. We don't have to talk about it. You don't have to tell me and I don't have to tell you, but you know what it is. You know what you did. You know what happened. You know what you want to change. You know how you want to get better. You know what you want to not have happen in the future. And I'm committed looking towards 2023 is going to be, <laughs> I was about to say 2023 is going to be my year. What's worse is I was going to say it unironically. I I really feel like, I mean, I, did I feel like 2022 was going to be, I felt like 2020 was going to be my, my year and I'll never forgive myself for that. I'll never forgive myself for feeling that way. A list of 100 reasons I don't forgive myself, one through 100, thinking that 2020 was going to be my year. Um, No. Anyway, I know what I did. I know what I've done in my life. I know what I don't want to do again and I won't do it again. And that is what this year has taught me. That is what having a great therapist has taught me. His name is Brett. And he's a wonderful therapist. He's very nice. And I don't like talking to not nice people. So there's that. And 2023, it's going to be my year. I'm, I'm declaring that now. I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know that it's already looking, it's already aiming to start out better than 2022. Maybe it's perhaps because I'm in a better mindset. Maybe I made that happen. Maybe I made the new year bright, happy, shiny, and bright, shiny, happy people. Did you hear about Michael Stipe? Speaking of losing my religion, did you hear about Michael Stipe's 
upcoming solo album. He announced that he's doing a solo album. I don't know if you heard about that. And then the first thing I thought is like, okay, it better have the fucking duet on there. It better have. And if he, I, I, I don't even care if he takes that duet and makes it a solo song and then puts it on there because then if he makes that duet a solo song and it's on there in some regard, then we can get the demo. There, then the demo exists and we can find it. Then the original recording exists and we can find it. I just need that song. Michael's Dype, are you listening? I'm sure you are. Hello. Nice to see you. Nice to hear from you in the media. What a doozy. I want to talk about the times we've lost our religion as a people in 2022. Things we shouldn't ever do again. Live streamatoriumist concert. Let's never do that again. Yeah, that brought me to my knees and I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> That was a bad moment. Things I will also never do again. Accept other people's opinions of me as fact. I have the Ho'oponopono prayer in my back pocket, goddammit. Ain't nothing can hurt me. Not this year. I had a fantastic meeting about my theater festival today. And I got everybody on board. And everybody was super excited about the initiative. And they said that, oh, this looks like it should be one of our major fundraisers for the year. So I'm like, this is fantastic. That means we'll have resources. (laughs) I'm very excited. I have a lot of things, a lot of good things on the horizon. Losing my religion is a Southern phrase, meaning to be at the end of one's rope, particularly in the romance department. When you love someone so much and you give so much of yourself and you honestly don't even know if they see you or know that you exist. And we've all been there, right? I think the very first time, let's, as we reflect on the new year, come sit around the fire, kiddos, and let me tell you a story. His name, it's a weird story. His name is Adam. And I hope he's not listening to this. I'm sure he's not because he couldn't stand me. But anyway, when I was a sophomore in high school, that's not even, was that my first crush? I guess not because my first boyfriend was Dwayne, but I was in love with Adam when I was a sophomore in high school and Adam was a twin. Adam had long blonde hair. He looked like Jordan Catalano in my so-called life. And he had this like weird walk that I emulated out of adoration. Like, I don't know if I thought that doing his walk, he would like be able to see me or like think that we were kindred spirits of some kind. I don't know what I thought, but me and my friend Melissa started doing his walk anyway. And it wasn't to make fun of him. Not at all. It was just, we just emulated it. I can't explain it. And he had a twin brother named Jordan and Jordan had distinctly, they looked very much alike, but they were clearly fraternal twins because they weren't identical. And Adam had long blonde hair and was a little, you know, kind of emo looking, I guess. And Jordan, Jordan is twin, had curly, curly red hair and a distinctively cut jaw. He was like super classically handsome. Like Jordan was the, not, he wasn't a jock because he was, he was just like the cool musician, but he, he was like super, super cute. But I liked Adam. Adam was kind of just like the person that you would kind of overlook sometimes. I really liked Adam. I mean, we never ever, if I can, if I'm searching the recesses of my memory, I can't recall a single time we spoke to each other ever but me and melissa melissa would drive me home after school and we'd have to pass it and we found out where he lived i don't remember how but we found out where he lived and we would drive by his past his house and i would duck like in the passenger seat of the car i was just like really like oh my god he's gonna see me and to think that i was stalking him and i was and i didn't want him to know it okay so i would duck in the car and i would uh we would drive we and we did it a lot that was the only year that they were at Mayfield. That was the only year that they were at Mayfield. And that was it. They were gone out of our lives forever. And we always, maybe that's not true. Maybe I just forgot. Maybe I just stopped 
crushing on them at some point. But it was terribly awkward. And I remember being in chemistry. No, they had to have been there in my junior year too because I went to I was in chemistry with Jordan. And on day one, I was in chemistry with Jordan. And I sat down and by the devil's magic, there was no one that sat between his last name, which started with an O. I'm going to bleep it out. His last name that started with an O and my last name that started with an S. There was no one in the class, damn it, that sat between us. And we ended up sitting at the exact same chemistry table. There were two to a table and it ended up being Jordan and myself because it was an alphabetical order. And I was like, hi. And he hated me because I would, I was awkward. I was in love with his brother and I made it known in like the most awkward way. I couldn't just even come out and be like, I love you. I was, it was just weird. I was weird. So anyway, um, the very next day he transferred out of that class <laughs> and I ended up sitting by someone else but whatever it's fine he didn't like me either he didn't like me because i was weird to his brother and that's okay i get that i support that i don't like anyone who's weird to my brother either so that was probably my first crush that was my my first like all-consuming crush i guess if i'm serious edward furlong might have been my first all-consuming crush but then adam o'neill was really far up there but this story has a twist ending obviously they're twins like let's get to brass tacks right is that the phrase they were twins so they looked alike i'm not a fool they were twins and they existed unless I'm Buffy in that one episode where they're talking to the mom who's now not dead anymore. And they're like, she even made up a sister because she had to push her narrative forward. Like that one where she, you know what episode I'm talking about? Anyway, unless I'm absolutely making up this reality and you aren't there and I'm not here and something fishy is going on and I'm, I'm cracking through the veil right now. Unless that's what's happened, I'm almost, I would say, 100% positive they existed. And I lived that story that I just told. The only reason I question it is because years later, probably like five, ten years ago, I was on Facebook, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook, and I looked for Adam, and I searched his name, and up popped his Facebook profile, but it was a picture of his twin brother, Jordan, under his own name, Adam but it was a picture of Jordan, clearly. And I can't tell you that, like, you have to believe me that the differences in the jawline I had memorized and the guy in the picture had red curly hair. And so then I started, I was like, okay, well, that's funny. And I went through all the pictures and they were all pictures of Jordan without Adam anywhere, without any single person that could have possibly been a grown up version of Adam. I like scoured those photos for the twins together or something. I looked for Adam. I'm like, this is Jordan, the red curly hair, the cut jawline. I know that jawline, that is Jordan. I was looking for the weird guy with the leg and the hair, the long hair and his hair and even though he had blonde hair, it was like a dirty blonde, so it was darker than the red hair. Anyway, the point is, I don't know if they were pulling one over on everybody in high school and they had switched identities, or I don't know if they now have switched identities, or I don't know if the whole thing was a ruse and Adam never existed and they were never brothers because they did look alike, but uh, you just can't. I lost, I'm losing my religion. I'm at the end of my rope with 2022. That's a story that's been plaguing me for years. I'm glad to finally get it off my chest. Let's other. Let's tell other crush stories and I want to hear yours too. Do you have any good crushes? I had a crush once on this girl named Megan because she um, was a good vocalist in community theater and I made her a mixtape. And on that mixtape, I put a Tori Amos song, Yes I Did. It was Blood Roses because I loved that song and she got freaked out by me <laughs> just by putting that song on there. And she was a good Christian girl, you know what I mean? And she probably still is. The type that's like a, you know, a mezzo-soprano when, when they judge you. There's nothing worse than being judged by a mezzo-soprano. And I think we all know that's true. I really just let my heart go wild sometimes. Mostly when I was a teenager. Those were good times.
as we approach the end of the year, I hope that you let go of the things that you did that maybe weren't so great because nobody understands your motivations like you do. And there's a reason that you did what you did. There's a reason that you live stream that show. You were trying to bring a community together and maybe they didn't understand that. And maybe they completely misinterpreted what you were trying to do and shunned you for it. And you know what? That's not a reflection on who you are. That's a reflection on just maybe the circumstance and everybody bringing in their own stresses at the beginning of a tour after five years. Maybe everyone was just a little stressed out. And maybe we can go into 2023 healing old wounds and being better and not beating ourselves up over the times that we lost ourselves on stage in 1996. You know, we were raw, we were vulnerable, we were young, and we can go forward better and healed, more importantly. We're working towards it, right? I drank my water today. Well, not all of it yet, but I'm almost there. And I hope you did too and are too. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.